Like Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today, unexpectedly, by Mr. Charles Rockhill. How are you? I am here. I'm good. I'm all sweaty and gross. Uh, Charles just uh, constructed a bed like a manly man. Oof. With a with a drill that barely worked. Oh, you had a drill going? Well, it was, yeah, it was like a little little Black and Decker like screw thing, but it does it like sounds like nothing. It sounds like a microwave rotating. I was recording with Catherine because, guys, spoiler behind the scenes, we record two hours at a time. So on yesterday's episode, you heard Catherine, but I didn't hear a drill. Oh, good. Yeah. Did you hear us dropping the slats for the bed? No. <laughs> oh, cool. This this apartment is pretty soundproof. It's really soundproof. It's almost like scarily soundproof. I install like a panic light. We should. So like if something goes on up here, you can hit it and I can run upstairs and be like, you get out of here. <laughs> that, thank you. Is that how you would get the serial killer out of my bedroom? Yeah. I um, Well, I come from the country. <laughs> I'm going to use the same pl- reason, the way that we get raccoons off the porch and just... <laughs> Have a can full of pennies, you shake at them. Right, yep. right. Uh, little known fact, serial killers hate the sounds of pennies rattling around. Uh, They'll be like, Tss. Little known fact, raccoons are the same thing as serial killers. It's true. Yep. Prove us wrong, you can't. <laughs> Change my mind. I was talking about that with Chloe because none of you heard three air conditioners falling. Nope. And, and she's on this floor. out my window. And I also didn't hear when they had the block party out on... The Chloe's front. side. Chloe yeah. heard all that. So I'm like, we definitely need some kind of panic system. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to hear if you guys are being killed. No. I uh, Presumably, I'll be last. Presumably. If I'm home. Because they won't think there's a bedroom yeah. in the basement. Yeah. They're like, no one's down there. They use that for storage. Right, right. No, yep, that's where we keep the homosexuals. Okay. <laughs> we keep all the homosexuals in the basement. Does Chloe not know that's where she's supposed to be? <laughs> Fun fact, that's where she was originally supposed to be. I, it was true. And I'm glad we switched rooms. Yeah, yeah. You've got a lot of space down there. Guys, welcome to Light Trees and News. We talk about pop culture in the opening of the show. So I wanted to get to the VMAs. Mm-hmm. And this is a special VMAs segment because neither of us saw it. Nope. <laughs> but I'm just going to talk about what I heard about the VMAs and my immediate impressions. So... I guess my biggest feeling on the VMAs is why the fuck did Madonna do the tribute to Aretha Franklin? From what I heard happened, she spent a good deal of it talking about herself. She did. And then she was asked later on, hey, why did you make the tribute to Aretha Franklin about you? And she was basically like, oh, it wasn't supposed to be about her. Hmm. So I guess she was like, it was an Aretha Franklin segment, but like, I don't know. I don't want to like put words in her mouth and say like what she meant by that, but she felt comfortable that she was right to make it about herself. I disagree, obviously. So with, uh, with past, uh, pop icons who have died, Michael Jackson, Prince, uh, Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin now, um, they... Always, oh, David Bowie. Yep. They always get Madonna on the phone, and then usually someone is upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like <laughs> maybe so. we I stopped that she, doing that now. Yeah, I, get, I mean, I get that she's like one of their contemporaries. And she's, she's iconic. Friends with them. Yeah. Or has been influenced by them in some way. But like, of all of the Madonna tributes of people that we've lost in the f- past few years, no one's ever happy with no what one. Madonna does. And no. she's incredibly talented and she's a very powerful woman. Yes. 
um, and I am slightly scared of her. But <laughs> uh, maybe don't have Madonna on the phone every time. And like, also maybe not someone who's said and done very problematic things when it comes to race. Yeah. If you're going to pay tribute to a black icon, right? Like Aretha Franklin. Get, get Janet. Get Beyonce. Stevie. Stevie's alive. Yeah. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Uh, get get yeah. Get someone who. Yeah. Stevie Wonder's alive. And was with Aretha before she died mm-hmm. and was good friends with her. Yes, but let's call the white lady. Yeah, like that's that's very annoying. And I know like it's the VMAs, so they want to get somebody who's both iconic and a diva and still like really culturally relevant. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Madonna's still in the fashion world and the music world still relevant-ish. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe you could say Stevie Wonder is not in the same way. Maybe not as relevant because he hasn't had a new work in a long time. And he's not a skinny white lady. You're right. Skinny blonde white <laughs> he's lady. He's not. <laughs> if you haven't noticed. Um, but like he's still, I would say, like still as iconic. He he's definitely not, iconic, but in like the in terms of like how MTV executives think. Oh right, right. Is he as relevant in their world as Madonna? Um, so th- I think that's why they keep calling her because yeah. they're like, well, she's like hip with the young kids. <laughs> I mean, like, is she? I don't know. Uh, th- that's what I think they're thinking is anyway. No, like, uh, like we just had, because it was also Madonna's birthday on Thursday or Friday, this past Thursday or Friday. Wow. That you know that. Um, well, we had a big Madonna party oh, at Stonewall. Yes. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. So upstairs was like gays of a certain age partying and dancing to Madonna all night because yeah. it was upstairs was exclusive Madonna music all night which as much as I like her sounds grating yeah <laughs> um also I feel like you would run out of stuff pretty not really really no yeah they never okay. do right. um fair uh but I mean it's to say like I once had a Britney party there and it's like yes I want to hear a lot of Britney but I also want to hear people that she's worked with you gotta break it up a little like fans of yeah and people sure. that she's like but upstairs was all madonna but they like all the gays of a younger age were downstairs being like i don't like madonna that much she's so old and i would go she's still don't age shame her she's yeah. still all your little favorites would not be here if also, it weren't for madonna you're gonna get old <laughs> <laughs> yeah that too by the way <laughs> and you're gonna do you want people to react that way like ew when they see you <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like it's like like the some of some of the younger gays don't necessarily appreciate her the way that they should. I agree. She's not my number one. She's like no, but you, awesome. She but is obviously like a cultural icon. Yeah, and, and very impactful and deserves music. respect at least in those terms. Yeah. So, what else did you hear about the VMAs that you like wanted to talk about? Even though, again, neither of us watched it. <laughs> well, I I I was not home nor do I have cable right now so I uh I've been trying to find a link for it online so I could just rewatch it but I saw a video on Twitter of Cardi accepting her award yes and that was I'm not sure what the award was but I liked her little speech yeah um Cardi is great we've talked about her a bunch on this show I was glad she won um she I was just googling her name um Wow. Literally every story is just about the drama involving Cardi B and not what she won. Um, well, yeah, because I guess in her speech, like people are assuming that she shaded Nikki. Yes. And Nikki was right there. Is it? Is that confirmed? Did she actually I, shade Nikki? I don't know. Um, let's see. VMAs, Nikki. 
I like when we find stuff out on the show in real time. <laughs> well, Nicki Minaj. Oh, all the shadiest moments from the 2018 MTV VMAs. Perfect. Okay. So this is from Entertainment Tonight, obviously. So <laughs> let's see. Uh, she star- stirred up some drama right from the start. Um, okay. So this year's VMAs kicked off with a bizarre and utterly confounding appearance from new mom Cardi B who was pretending to cradle her infant daughter culture, but it turned out to be an MTV Moon Person Award? (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, Okay, well, that's wild. Um, Tiffany Haddish took a dig at Fifth Harmony? What? I heard about that, but that's not... Are they... I mean, I know they broke up. They're not Fifth Harmony anymore. So is that... I love Tiffany Haddish as well, but is that joke, like, relevant right now? I, I don't know. So... Haddish and Kevin Hart hosted. Um, and Tiffany Haddish said, Camilla Cabello is nominated for five VMAs tonight. So for those of you watching at home, hi, Fifth Harmony. <laughs> That's funny. I saw um, during one of Nicki Minaj's acceptance speeches that she called Ni- Tiffany out for that. Charles, I don't know who any of these people are. Okay, I I know who like Tiffany Haddish and Nicki Minaj and Cardi B are, but who the fuck is Normani Corday? Normani. Normani. Uh, she was one of the members of Fifth Harmony. Oh, okay. I don't know Fifth Harmony at all. Like I was aware of them, but I don't know the individual members. I couldn't tell you any of their songs. I know you work from home. Wh- why are you saying that? Like I should know what that is. Like, that, well, like that, that was like the maybe biggest song that you might. How does know. it go? You, we, uh, I'm not singing. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get uh, taken down. That's okay. Um, I, I don't know it. But when Nicki Minaj, I know when she, I saw a video of that as well. When she accepted an award, she turned to Tiffany and was like, "Now don't shade Fifth Harmony because Normani is that bitch." Oh okay. Um, but Camila Caballo was in Fifth Harmony. She's the one who left, and then okay. there were four. Okay, and I And then see. they recently broke up. And I know Normani and I know Lauren, but I don't know who the other two are. Okay. All right. I think I get it now. Uh, and then they don't have the, oh, 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 no, that was Tiffany. Okay. never mind. Um, God, I can't keep track of all this drama. And then, well, of also all of the performances that they had last night, I only saw a video of Nikki's online and that was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. She had a little scepter that was like, um, it was a recreation of Rita Repulsa's scepter from Power Rangers. It was so awesome. Oh, cool. But she performed at the Oculus down by um, the 9-11 memorial. Okay, this is... Um, so Cardi B didn't perform at the VMAs, but she did drop some music at an after party. All new music. <gasps> and then, uh, this is according to TMZ, so whatever. She threw some shade at Nicki Minaj. Um, so she... I guess these are lyrics from one of her new songs. Um, I know how to do it. Get a bag, don't I? I know how to get a bitch mad. Oh, so s- people are saying she's referencing Nikki. Oh. I know how to get a bitch mad. Well, I was watching a video, um, like going through, it was a genius video um, about Nicki Minaj's new album. And there's a part in one of her songs, I guess, where she says that she's going to bury the body, which is the lyric, but she pronounces it a little like it sounds like Barty. Oh, Okay. Um, but from what I've heard from Nikki at the Met Gala this past year, like they talked and apparently squashed whatever beef that, they had. That's what I heard. Unless it's come back. I don't know. I think so much of this is 
the media wanting women to fight. Right. <laughs> and it I'm like, are they actually fighting or they want that they want to see two black women fight? Or it's like I know for a long time, like Nikki, people were trying to do that shit with Nikki and Beyonce. Yeah. And Nikki was like, absolutely not. No. We're actually really good friends and respect each other. <laughs> there was, um, in that genius video, there was also, they talked about a rapper, a female rapper from the UK who I, th- I forget what record label wanted to sign her, but they're like, we'll sign you on the condition that you have to come for Nikki. And she was like, no. Ew, that was a condition? Yeah, apparently. Oh, and she I talked about it, it on the radio and she was like, I don't like, Nikki's cool. If you want to sign me because of my talent, great. If sure. you want to sign me so I can fuck up her shit, no thank no. you. No. You don't want to build a career on that. That's gross. No, but like pop culture and like rap feuds can be fun. They can be. And also like Nikki leans into that sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. She, like but I always thought she did it in a, a fun way. Yeah. And then when people got a little too heated about like getting off on watching women fight, she always kind of stepped back a little bit like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm more than a feud. Yeah. Because she, she, I mean, she always waits till her music comes out to maybe drop some names, but, or like illusions. But in the, and this time she just called out men. Yeah. On Barbie In a very funny way. Um, But most of the time, if she says something, it'll be just kind of like, no, 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 no. Sips tea. And then yeah, that's it. In like a funny side eye kind yeah. of way. Yeah. Um, but so that was the VMAs. I said on yesterday's episode <coughs> that I finally got to see Crazy Rich Asians. And that's great. I'm so jealous. You guys should all see it. Do you have any other recommendations? I have a very specific one. Oh, you go first. Then. Okay. So have you heard? Oh, my God. I have to find it. And then I'm probably going to mispronounce it. (laughs) So those are my caveats for everyone who's listening right now. I, fuck, I have to find it. (laughs) Okay, so Taishi. Let me see. uh, Basically, that one, the second one. Yeah, I would say that. So it's spelled T-E-I, one word. S-H-I, second word. Taishi, I think. And specifically, her track, Basically, is so good. One of my okay. Lloyd teammates was like, we send music to each other before our shows just to, like, it's kind of like hive mind, like what we've all been listening to. Okay. And then we all listen to each other's music. And weirdly, it helps us get on the same page. Mm-hmm. Improv's weird, guys. No, but I get that. That makes sense. Yeah. So uh, Jake, one of my teammates, was like, listening to it obsessively and now that's like i've been basically listening to it on loop it's so good okay cool yeah Tayshi. Tayshi. and also you know how spotify does that thing where it starts to recommend other tracks mm-hmm. by an artist i've listened to some of her other tracks and they're also good as well but oh, basically cool. the ones that i'm like Is obsessed she with a singer or a rapper uh both she's a singer okay yeah yeah. Um, I would say, well, I, I, I guess I'll recommend something. It's not really an anti-rec, but it's not a wreck either. But okay. um, Ariana Grande's new album is out. Sweetener. Oh, is that the one where she talks about Pete Davidson? Yes. There's this track called Pete Davidson. Oh, speaking <laughs> of VMAs, they also made their like debut couple appearance. <sighs> uh, yeah. I mean, I wish the best for them, but I, also, do I don't care. <laughs> I will say this. Can the pop culture section, is it a safe enough space where I can launch my celebrity um, conspiracy theories? Sure. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Charles said it's okay, so I, I no one can be mad at me. I love a good pop culture conspiracy theory. Here's why I'm okay with Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. 
I feel like it's real. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. As opposed to whatever is happening with Nick Jonas right now. Oh, no, no, no. Not real. That's weird. A hundred percent fabricated. Yeah. That's, that is not a real engagement. That's for the cameras. That is a hundred percent. They both are celebrities who should be bigger than they are, but their careers plateaued. Yeah. And now they're magically engaged. Yep. That's mm-hmm. all I'll say about that. <laughs> uh, not to say that they're not both talented and beautiful people and all that stuff. I don't buy that relationship. It's how I felt about Taylor Swift and Tom Hiddleston. Oh, that not was totally fake. Real, not real. I really do. You know the conspiracy theory about that? Oh no, tell me. Um, there was a Taylor Swift Tom Hiddleston conspiracy theory because it happened right after she broke up with Calvin Harris. Okay, yes. And some say that that's the reason, but that's not the conspiracy theory. There's, they were saying because she was gearing up for a new album, and she'd just gone through a big breakup that like him wearing the like I heart TS tank top at the beach and yes. like all this stuff and like not being followed by paparazzi, but being followed by a, a camera crew or two. Yeah. People were assuming that it was going to be this big project about um, either how you could fake a relationship or like the whole thing was just going to be part of this narrative for her album. And then the breakup uh, was going to happen. Okay. But then that album never came, like it never came to fruition. So it was like, uh, like Taylor Swift's commentary on a relationship in the public eye okay. as a celebrity. Yeah. And then nothing like she just scrapped the project. Well, I think that he either was like, I'm getting real busy. Like I thought this was going to be over because Marvel's calling me now. That always or... just felt like beneath him. I don't know. Like that whole thing bit. was, it was so weird. Yeah. It, it, it's just like, I don't like, I don't want to slut shame Taylor Swift. I think that she should be no. able to date whoever she wants to. Absolutely. But I think like someone who's going to date her should like, at this point, know what they're pretty much getting themselves you're into. You're going to end up in an album. Yeah. Like, she's an artist, and she writes about her life. Well, yeah, yeah. totally, that's fine. Yeah. But you're also going to be followed constantly. Oh, absolutely. And documented, and yeah. fans are going to have all these theories, mm-hmm. and they're going to yep. either love you or hate you. Totally. Instantly, for no reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely end up on the album. I mean, like, anyone who dates always does that. She gets way too criticized for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, every artist writes about their own personal life. I mean, mean, Ariana Ariana Grande Grande. (laughs) has a track called Pete Davidson. Yeah. I mean, oh, God. You know, uh, those crazy kids. I Sorry. I still try not to use the C word or the I word. Um, But, yeah, I mean, they're just so young. Mm. But I don't know. I I think that's real because she's always gravitated towards funny people. Yeah. And she's very funny herself. She's very funny. And she was saying on Jimmy Fallon the other day that even three years before they started dating, she's had a crush on him since they were writing I for get SNL. It. I, I mean, get it. Yeah, he's yeah. tall and funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like whatever. <laughs> as long as he's nice to her, it's like, yeah. yeah. Yes. And I think he is. Um, I don't know them, but it seems like he worships her. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to her album, like it's like, I listened to it one time through already, and I don't know, this might make me a bad gay, but I didn't love it. Um, so it's not an anti-rec, but you're kind of like, whatever about well, it. Well, I feel like, because once I listened to the whole thing, I was like, okay, so this album is not going to have any, like, well, with the exception of maybe the two songs that she put out, which aren't even real, like, bangers, mm-hmm. th- which is what you're kind of used to from her. This whole album is such a different vibe. It's definitely like R&B instead of pop. Do you think it's because she's in Lerve? Maybe, but it's also just like a mood album. It's not like a dance at the club album. So like some of the writing I I liked, um, but I want to give it a couple more listens and just accept the fact that I'm not going to hear it at the clubs. 
Okay, interesting. But it could Very be like an at-home chill album. Okay. I just want to give it another few listens. Yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta check it out. First listen, didn't love it, okay. but that's because I wanted a song of the summer, even yes. though the summer's almost over. Yeah, right. Um, oh, who just put out a summer? This is great. I'm not gonna be able to remember who this is. <laughs> uh, somebody just put out a. Oh, oh, uh, Janet. Yes. Janet just put out a summer With banger. With Daddy Yankee, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. She was just in Harlem two days ago. The video Friday. is so good. Did yeah. you see it? Mm-hmm. What's the track called? Um, uh, move something? Move, okay. Move, move yourself? Is that? See. No, that's not it. I just made up a name. Janet Jackson. Uh, but if you haven't seen made the video. Made for now. Made for now? Yep. Uh, check out the video. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. And uh, speaking of iconic, Janet Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, why didn't they call Janet Jackson to do an Aretha Franklin no idea. tribute? No the idea. No idea. fuck VMAs? <laughs> I specifically keep telling you to call me and Charles before you make these decisions. She's in New York. She was doing this thing in Harlem. You, like, <laughs> you get... <laughs> she took the subway up there. What if they invited her and she was like, no? <laughs> <laughs> Who, that could be the f- that could be what happened. The She'd VMAs be like, are beneath no, me, and she would be you. right. Yeah. She would be right. All right, guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here is your bad news. Mwah. Charles is just talking shit to Harley right now. I am. Because he finally has a bed and she can't jump on his mattress anymore and he's, you're berating her. <laughs> Listen, I definitely love when she's in bed with me, but I don't like when she takes it upon herself to get on my bed herself. I get it. I get it. She still tries to get on my bed and there's no fucking way there's she could do no, it. No, absolutely not. But she tries every morning. <laughs> so. What time does she come up here? like when you wake up she runs oh. upstairs mm. and she like runs into my room and we say good morning to each <laughs> other and one of the cats hiss at her and then she runs out yep um she gets on her little throne here she gets on her throne she just waits for me to walk her yeah exactly perfect and that's harley's <laughs> schedule every day <laughs> so first bad news story is a doozy guys and uh it's very very heavy so you probably heard a story about a bomb that killed 40 children in Yemen. It, uh, it hit a school bus. And almost immediately, everyone started speculating uh, that uh, because we knew the bomb was dropped by a Saudi-led coalition, that the bomb uh, was probably supplied by the U.S. And CNN confirmed that, yeah, it is true uh, the bomb that killed 40 kids in Yemen was supplied by the U.S., which means the United States just killed 40 kids. What? Um, so, obviously, I wanted to talk about this story because it is horrible. And I should also mention, more specifically, that the bomb was supplied by the U.S., but also, specifically, it was made by Lockheed Martin, which is one of the top U.S. defense contractors in the world. It's an 82, um, an MK-82 bomb. But CNN recently did something really interesting that I actually want to praise them for, which is they showed a map of various airstrikes in the Middle East and Northern Africa. And not only did they show uh, which countries dropped the bombs, and it's usually the United States, but they showed which companies make the bombs which I think is really, really important to specify because so often we we hear about these bombings and we'll hear like Saudi-led coalition, but 
for CNN to be even more specific and say the United States and then to say even more specific and say Lockheed Martin, I think that's so essential because we can't allow those two things to be separate in our minds, right? No. We can't think Northrop uh Grunham or or Lockheed Martin, and then separately think of bombs. We have to like link these defense contractors to these violent acts, and who is better equipped to do that than the media? Like mm -hmm. they have this platform, name names, right? Tell us it was Lockheed Martin. Say yeah. it was the United States. It's important that U.S. citizens understand we just killed forty kids in Yemen. Is that yes? And that Lockheed Martin did it, and Lockheed Martin are are a bunch of murderers. <laughs> if you're an engineer and you go to work for Lockheed Martin. You might not drop that bomb, but you played a part in killing 40 kids. Yep. So you should know that. You should be informed going into something like that. And listen, I know people who are being aggressively recruited by Lockheed Martin, and they're usually like mathematicians. Or they're people who are good with like, you know, engineering or something like that. They might not be criminals themselves, but you are playing a part in that. If you help Lockheed Martin design bombs, this is the natural conclusion of that. Mm hmm so, but I wanted to also praise CNN because I think that map was really powerful. You know, seeing 40 dead Lockheed Martin. Mm -hmm. That's how people should think. Yeah, absolutely. So good on CNN. Good on you. That, keep doing that map. That is disgusting. It's, it's disgusting. It's horrible. And if you haven't seen photos of like, they literally have photos of the little kids' bloody backpacks stacked where they had the bodies. Like li seeing little kids' backpacks smeared with blood is like, it's a fucking horrifying image. Yeah. But we in the United States need to understand that that's what it means when you see Saudi-led coalition. That's what we need to understand when we hear like hundreds of Palestinians dead. Right. Like who do you think's funding the IDF? Who do you think's funding the Saudi army? It's the United States. That's that's where they get their money from. So if they kill somebody, we killed somebody. Right. So uh, also I wanted to talk about... Uh, so the New York Times has a story about Asia Argenta and how she uh, has been accused of uh, sexual assault by a young actor um, and how she uh, apparently, um, his name's, uh, he's an actor and musician, I'm sorry, named Jimmy Bennett. And he alleges that Asia Argento uh, paid him off because, and I should mention that I, believe him, um, that she sexually uh, assaulted him or, uh, yeah, and then paid him off later on to, like, cover it up or mm -hmm. so he would keep quiet. So I wanted to talk about it because, you know, we talk about uh, sexual assault and, and rape culture on this show, and uh, this is a horrible, terrible thing that... Um, happened and uh, Asia Argento should be held accountable for it. But I, I take issue with a couple ways this is being framed right now. One is that a lot of media outlets keep, is Harley snoring? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Never mind. I, you guys can't hear it. <laughs> Sorry. I keep laughing and waking her up. Oh, Every time I stop talking, she... Okay. Uh, so, one is that Asia Argento is being framed as, like, the Me Too leader, which she's definitely one of the most outspoken actresses at the forefront of it, but I wouldn't call her the, the leader of the Me Too movement. Anyway, 
So, and that also, this somehow diminishes the greater Me Too movement because Asia Argento has also been accused of sexual right. assault. So, I mean, I saw the other day on Twitter someone like alluding to the fact that we were mad at her now, but they were being super vague. So I didn't know what was happening, but I guess that they were probably talking about this. Oh, yeah. And I should mention too, this is an important detail of the story. Uh, Jimmy Bennett at the time was 17 and she was 37. So big, big, not that it matters like if there's a big age difference or a small age difference, but it's like an extra predatory thing that, you know, inviting him to a hotel room and like, you're 20 years older than this teenager. Yeah. So very serious allegations. I totally believe Jimmy Bennett, um, Asia Argento should be held accountable, but that in no way diminishes the greater Me Too movement. If anything, it shows that sexual harassment and assault is an even bigger problem in Hollywood than we previously thought because here's a woman who's involved in the Me Too movement and she sexually assaulted a, a young a young man. So the problem's even deeper than we thought. When did this allegedly happen? 2013. Okay. Was that after uh, she had her run-in with Weinstein? Uh, that's, that's a, a good weird way to put it, run-in. Yeah, when her he assault. assaulted her. Um <laughs> It's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm wondering if, and I don't mean to excuse this at all. Sure. But um, do you know how, <clears throat> when, um, when a, well, like when a child molester is that like jailed, cycle of abuse? Yes. Yeah. I'm wondering if, like, usually they were oh, molested okay. themselves. Well, first of all, to pause and answer your previous question, mm-hmm. she was allegedly raped by Weinstein in 1997. Okay. So. The Jimmy Bennett assault happened after the Weinstein assault. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think that's a total possibility that, and I think that's important to understand, but as you said, not used as an, as no, an excuse for violence. Not. Like you still did the thing. You did the thing and you were ultimately responsible for doing the thing. Right. So Asia Argento is ultimately the one who's responsible for the for her assaulting Jimmy Bennett, but... I would totally buy into the theory that that cycle of violence start started with Weinstein raping her. Right. Um, yes. And then possibly totally fucking with her boundaries and mm-hmm. like, you know, creating unhealthy relationships, if you want to call it a relationship, quote unquote. I would buy that. And then also say it's not an excuse. No, <laughs> you it's know, definitely like, not an excuse. It's, but it's, You can't g- keep going on and hurting people because someone hurt you. No. Uh, and creating more victims. Um. I also, like, the paying off part is a little... Yes. Like, well, you know that you did something wrong. Right, right. So you want to give this kid some money to be quiet. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, and just, it, it, like I said, it just shows how deep the problem is. That we have someone who is a victim in her own right, mm-hmm. and she victimized someone else. Yes, and it's. I think it's also important to say that even though she allegedly assaulted this guy, it should not erase her assault either. At all. Right. Like Harvey Weinstein is a monster and a rapist. Uh, And and nothing Asia Argento does could ever, ever, you know, erase what he's done. But it's also important at the same time to acknowledge what happened to Jimmy Mm -hmm. Bennett because he's a victim too. Yes. So I wanted to say that. There was also that other story. Oh, damn it. Do I still have it up? Guys, I wish you could see my browser right now. It is just like a collage of <laughs> tabs. Uh, okay, so we won't talk about that because I don't have <laughs> the details up in front of me. But uh, let's see. 
I also wanted to talk about the national prisoner strike that's happening right now. Oh, another one? Yeah, so in at least 17 states, prisoners are on strike right now, and they're protesting um, a whole bunch of stuff from exploitive labor practices to poor prison conditions. um, And the demonstrations are planned to take place from August 21st to September 9th, which marks the anniversary of the bloody uprising at the Attica Correctional Facility in New York. And what they're doing is they're refusing to work, um, in some cases refusing to eat, and uh, in other cases like refusing to do chores that they're supposed to do, like, you know, whether that's like make their beds or something like that. Basically uh, resisting in any way they can resist. I like that this may be a little bit too (laughs) jovial for it, but I like that part of it is like, like uh, a real protest and other like the other parts like a bratty little kid being like I don't want to make my bed. <laughs> no well the thing is not everybody has access to like not all prisoners work in like they're not making like uh, license plates and right. stuff yeah. like that so like for it's basically giving them tools so they can resist at any level mm-hmm. so if you're like sitting in your cell all day and you don't have a chance to work you can resist in like your own way yeah just trashing your room exactly awesome um so obviously this has been a big story lately because prison labor has been used to fight the California wildfires. Prisoners are paid a paltry sum of $1 an hour that's plus $2 per day. This is again to like life risking. That is a whole other tangent we could go on. Yeah. How much it upsets me, how much prisoners are paid for their labor. It is revolting. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, like, it goes against everything that America quote unquote stands for. <laughs> Yeah, and if you read Michelle Alexander, I mean, she basically draws a straight line from slavery to prison labor as Uh we use it today because it's no coincidence that the majority of prisoners are poor people of color. Um, So, uh, yeah, the, and this is an art, I'm reading from an article in Vox. Uh, The practice of using prison inmates for cheap or free labor is fairly widespread in the U.S. due to an exemption in the 13th Amendment, which abolished chattel slavery but allows involuntary servitude as part of a punishment for a crime. That's not a coincidence. In the very amendment where they were saying you can't have slaves, they were like, but if you lock them up. Oh, and by the way, we're locking up predominantly poor men of color. You can keep using them for slave labor. I have a theory that, like, if people who are in prison were even paid just the basic minimum wage of what whatever the state they're in was, like, it would, it's kind of the same, like, what I think about the minimum wage in the regular world, like, it would boost the economy because people would have more money to spend. I feel like there would be less crime in prison because mm-hmm. they wouldn't be trading things that were contraband or drugs. Yeah, I think that's right. They would have their own money that they could go to the, to buy things they need with. Yep. Instead of I think that's right. getting paid cents a, an hour. Right. Yeah. I, I I think you're probably right. Speculating about that. Less stabbings, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> if you just God. pay them a little more. I mean, and I mean that gets into like cra- prisons are too crowded. Oh yeah. They're too crowded. Like if you got rid of all the the nonviolent drug offenders, I mean California literally had to do that because they were so overcrowded. Mm-hmm. They freed a bunch of like nonviolent drug offenders. Please do that. It's too crowded. The conditions are awful. You're exploiting their labor. It's just ripe for violence. Yeah. 
uh, and miserable conditions. The rest of their lives because they're not going to be able to. Well, and that in in combination with the fact that they lose their rights, it's really hard to find a job when they get out. Like mm-hmm. you're basically setting up people to be hurt or killed or have a terrible future. What was the state that just voted for? I love when you quiz me. Yeah, there was a st- we talked about it one of the few last few times I was on the show. It was a state that voted and said that once people got out of prison, they could have the rights to vote back. Was, am I misremembering something? Yeah. No, we did We did talk about I that. I don't remember what state it was. Was it Florida? I doubt it. No, but probably it was Probably in the neighborhood of Florida. <laughs> in the neighborhood of Florida. Yeah, I, I do actually forget. In the cul-de-sac of the lower southeastern <laughs> part of the country. In our worst cul-de-sac, uh, Florida. Like, don't go to that cul-de-sac. Don't. Don't. There's a weird house at the end of it. <laughs> it's called Florida. Yeah. Don't go to the Florida house. So um, the inmates have outlined 10 national demands. They include immediate improvements to the conditions of prisons and an immediate end to prison slavery. They also target federal laws that boosted mass incarceration and have made it harder for inmates to sue officials for potential rights violations. And they call for an end to racial disparities in the criminal justice system and an increase to rehabilitation programs in prisons. Um, Yeah, the, the... Laws that boosted mass incarceration, that would be the Clinton era. Three strikes and you're out. Yeah. Um, the the era of, as Hillary Clinton phrased it, the super predators, which is not a thing, everyone. Um, and yeah, a lot of uh, racist fear mongering. So it goes from very specific demands to very broad ones about racial disparities, but it, it's really exciting to see prisoners organizing on, on this level. And shout out to all of their allies because they had, you know, obviously help like communicating with each other, mm-hmm. um, whether that it's, you know, lawyers or, or loved ones who come see them, you know, anybody who helped with the networking aspect of this. Um, very cool. There was, um, this reminds me of, uh, I just watched only the first episode, but there's a series on Netflix called I Am a Serial Killer or something mm-hmm. like that about yeah. men in prison. That's on one of my two watch lists. I watched the first episode and um, the guy, because the, I guess each episode's a different person, mm-hmm. but he uh, went to jail when he was like 16 or 17 and like never got out. Like he's, now he's on death row. Oh, but wow. um but for like the first, for like, I forget, like maybe like two decades, he was in solitary. That's So he kept offending and offending ridiculous. and offending ridiculous. because he was pissed, but also he wanted to get out. So then he knew the way to get out was to actually kill someone. Mm. So he killed his cellmate and now he's on death row. Fuck. And he's treated like he's like, he's yeah. like it's a retirement village I mean, over here. Solitary confinement in general is torture. But torture. when you do it to a kid. Mm-hmm. You are destroying their brains. Yeah. You're making it so they'll never be yeah. a, like, like a quote unquote normal, healthy member of society. Yeah. If you are working in a prison and you need to use it as like a timeout room so someone can calm down maybe, but don't leave them in there for months. Yeah. That's, leave them in there for like an hour. Calm down. We'll put you back out. It's like, especially <laughs> dangerous for teenagers because their brains are still developing yeah. and they need to have human contact with other humans. And if they don't have that, they actually mentally deteriorate yeah. i mean all humans deteriorate in solitary confinement but it's especially damaging for people whose brains are still developing yeah guys it's that time of the episode let's all jump up and down here is your good news ooh, ooh. <laughs> 
So, first and good news, Penny is here right now, and she is pissed off. She is angry. I don't know what I did to offend her, but she is super mad at me. So, good news. Kevin Spacey's first movie since the Me Too movement really blew up earned, are you ready? $126 on opening day. What? I didn't even know he had a movie out. Neither did I. So it's called The Billionaire Boys Club. It has a good cast. Oh, wait. I've heard of that. I have heard of that. I had no idea he was in it. Here's the cast. Wait, $126? Ansel Elgert, who's great. Sure. Taron Egerton. Mm -hmm. He's great. I'm a little pissed off at both of them that they're in a movie with Kevin Spacey, especially because they're both young men. When was it filmed? Great question. I don't know. Maybe they had a canned for a while. Yeah, because they can sit on a movie for a couple years before they Yeah, forever, yeah. forever. They did that. Um, do you remember the Red Dawn remake? Yes. They sat on that forever, and then Chris Hemsworth blew up, and they released it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, like, years. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Um, so, yeah, it reportedly made less than $130 on its first day in theaters. Nationally. Nationally. Which that also be- raises the question, I'm like, who the fuck saw it? But also, how many how, how many theaters was it in, does it say? So, uh, in 10 theaters. 10 whole theaters nationally. In select states across <laughs> the U.S. on Friday. They really didn't set Oh, a month success. after first being released through video on demand. What? It came out in on video first. So, they just, the studio sat on it. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, to release it on video first... Is just under <laughs> undercutting the theatrical release also altogether. Unheard of, yeah. So uh, I think that was just the studio panicking. That uh, this is that like the biggest box office bomb in history? I don't know if it's the biggest one, but it's it's got to be up there. Uh, I mean, if you do percentage by the amount of theater showing it. And it's like, depending on how long it was on video for, I don't know. That's a whole math thing. Someone math that. It cost... <laughs> $15 million to make, mm-hmm. and it has a 13% audience approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Perfect. Do you think that, that, do you think that the people who went to see it were like, I want to write an honest review, and I want it to be negative? Or are they just like, I don't know. Either, yeah, I don't know. I am very curious, though, about who saw it and like what their deal is. Is it possible that they haven't heard about... Kevin Spacey and the Me Too movement? Are they Maybe. Kevin Spacey's relatives? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Is it Kevin Spacey traveling to 10 different theaters? Is it? He could probably pull that off. And buying one ticket at each? But it's just nice to see someone... Shows up in a hat and a mustache. Like I'd like one for the new Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Are you Kevin Spacey? No. I think you're Kevin Spacey. I'm not. You're a bad man. I am Schmevin Casey. You're an, you're an actor. You should have better improv skills than that. I didn't take classes. Mevin Casey. Mm. Okay. They changed it at Ellis Island. Here's one ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hat tip. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just it's nice to see one of these guys who are one of like the biggest celebrities accused of, you know. Uh, rape and sexual assault actually suffer meaningful consequences of being a fucking asshole. Are you mad at Kevin Spacey too? Do you hate Kevin Spacey so much? No. I know. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. <laughs> uh, so that was my first good news story. Look how close they all are. Also, I know. Did you see before? Guys, we've been like going through the saga with uh, the cats getting used to Harley, uh, Charles's little dog. 
And I can't emphasize enough, if you're not following Harley on social media, A, you're a damn fool. But then B, also, in case you're not getting a, an idea of how small she is, both my cats are bigger than her. Mm-hmm. She, I don't know. How much does she weigh? Um, under 10. Definitely. Oh, yeah. So Penny's bigger than her, too. So both of my cats are bigger than her, and they were not nice at first. They would hiss every time they saw her. And Harley's like the sweetest little dog, and it was so sad. Today, Desi and her were like laying side by side. Did I show you the photo? No. And they were totally chill. I think Desi is too um, much of a leisure fan, I'll say that, to maintain a grudge. Oh. Yeah, they were just like chilling. That's so cute. It was nice. Um, so that's also in good news, guys. The, the beef is subsiding. So, also in good news, Amarosa, (laughs) update, says she doesn't just have audio tapes. She has video, video, video. Of the N-word tapes? So, she, this is what she's claiming. She has a stash of video, emails, text message, and other documentation supporting the claims in her tell-all book about her time in the White House. Um, So, she's made clear that she plans to continue... selectively releasing the pieces of evidence to promote her book. Perfect. That's me. That's not the article I'm reading from. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she's already like leaked some of the audio recordings. Um, I saw her interview on like the the Today Show or something with some, I forget the woman's name, but Omarosa, even though she was a guest there and they were both happy, was just like undercutting her the entire time. And I was like, you're so good at this. It's so hard for me to... um, like be happy about Amherst because she's a villain yes right in her own right I always put her in the good news section because I'm like if she can play any part in mm-hmm. further diminishing the credibility of this administration yes, please. even if she's super shady even if she's only doing it to promote her own book mm-hmm. and boost those book sales I'm like I don't care do you think it's going to be better or worse than Fire and Fury uh in better or, or worse in like what respect like gossipy but also the level of what's actually true in it. see okay so here's what's so complicated about Amorosa a story is only as reliable as this narrator mm-hmm. and she's not a reliable narrator but neither was the narrator in fire and fury no 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 no. so I, that's why I'm like better or worse in what terms like it probably on the same level accuracy wise okay so you don't think that it would be like mostly factual you think that it would be more of like her side of things and her oh, saying yeah, absolutely okay right, absolutely right. yeah i i don't think you can i don't think you can believe amorosa about anything beyond her accusations that trump is like racist yeah because that's like no shit we all know that mm-hmm. we we've had so much evidence <laughs> about that but in terms of like Amorosa's version of what was said in a conversation, I would be like, I don't believe it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, she has audio recordings. So unless she releases an audio recording that says exactly what she says in the book, then I would believe it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she played one on whatever show I saw her on and it was like Trump had called her and she was recording their phone conversation. Yeah, she compulsively recorded people, you yeah. know, like a normal person does. Yeah. Like, like I'm definitely not doing in this apartment I at all times. I knew it. I knew you were recording us. I fucking <laughs> knew it. No video, just audio. Just audio. But like the old, so like, it's not timey, creepy. It's not like creepy. Nixon, like reels. Yep. Like, <laughs> you didn't, the you, giant headphones. You tripped over it like six times. You didn't ask me what it was. I thought it was a decoration and I'm not smart. I've told you that. 
So also in good news, um, Washington, D.C. like got together and told Trump he could not have his military parade. Uh, Finally? Finally. (laughs) And the way they said they kind of got around it was they were like, you can't do it because it'll be too expensive. Um, The Department of Defense was like, hey, dum-dum, this is going to cost $92 million. Seriously? Including $50 million for the Pentagon and $42 million for other government agencies. Um, And then the city was like, well, oh, you can't do it because if you roll tanks... uh, he wanted to roll tanks down the road. It'll destroy, destroy the, the road and it'll be really expensive. Listen, they're trying to destroy the infrastructure. So <laughs> tanks all around. True. So DC mayor Muriel Browser, who's a Democrat, um, responded to Trump because he was throwing a little fit about not being able to have the parade because <laughs> um, it was his big special party. And she said, um, so he tweeted, the local politicians who run Washington, D.C., poorly, in parentheses, know a windfall when they see it. When asked to give us a price for holding a great celebratory military parade, they wanted a number so ridiculously high that I canceled it. Never let someone hold you up. I will instead attend the big parade already scheduled at Andrews Air Force Base on a different date and go to the Paris parade celebrating the end of the war on November 11th. Maybe we will do something next year in D.C. when the cost comes way down in caps. Now we can buy some more jet fighters, exclamation point, like he's buying toys for himself. Yeah. So Muriel (laughs) Bowser, who's the D.C. mayor, retweets it and goes, yep, I'm Muriel Browser, mayor of Washington, D.C., the local politician who finally got through to the reality star in the White House with the realities $21.6 million of parades or events or demonstrations in Trump America. And then in parentheses, sad. (laughs) (laughs) Just such a good burn. It's such a good burn. I don't know this person, but I like this tweet. I I like this tweet. I'll say I like this tweet. And I like the fact that he's not going to have a stupid parade. Yeah. Um, Apparently, what got him all excited was he referenced Bastille Day because he was um, in Paris for their big parade where they have like the military march mm-hmm. and all that that got him really excited and he wanted to have his own yeah but like that's for a specific holiday event thing that happened correct. just like we have tons of parades on july 4th correct let's just, just do that just but, go to that trump one for himself oh, just, just just to praise him just a trump parade i just i imagine now that he's in the white house making all of his staffers like parade up and down the halls and <laughs> just like scream his name Kushner's wearing like a sash that says Trump <laughs> exclamation point <laughs> Kushner's wearing a sash that says bachelorette that's all <laughs> I could get <laughs> like oh, they like someone messed up and went to a sex shop everyone's wearing penis hats <laughs> just go with it just go he's pissed just go with it we don't have time to get the right one <laughs> what who, who bought this pinata it's of him yes. get rid of it get rid of it okay okay uh and that's what it's like in the White House right now. I hope they eventually... Like, have you seen, you know, the big Trump baby balloons? Yes. I, I want them to sell smaller versions of that, like on a stick that you could like just carry around with you at a parade. Oh, that'd be, that's a really I want, good I idea, I little actually. baby ones. That's a really good idea. I should, oh yeah, get in contact with whoever made that. Yeah, make one. that happen, guys. And say it was Charles's idea. I just want a little one that I can like put somewhere. Yeah. A little baby Trump. I'd, I'd take that. Hmm. Um, Spank it. Oh, who do we know? Was it you... Which of my friends has the toy that their dog... It's the Trump toy? Not me. Okay, not you. I've thought about Maybe buying her one, but she really it just does not do toys. 
She okay. kind of like cuddles up with them, but she won't like chew on anything. Okay. Unless it's food. <laughs> One of my friends has a dog toy that is of Trump. And the dog has just destroyed it. Perfect. <laughs> like an angry Democrat. Yay. So, and then finally in good news, I laughed so hard. And just like full disclaimer, the the protagonist in the story uses an offensive term. And I will explain to you, A, why it's of- offensive, but then B, why I found it so funny. So four months after abruptly quitting Congress amid a sexual harassment scandal, former Representative Blake Farenthold, who's a Republican from Texas, still doesn't think he did anything wrong. Can I see his picture? I just sure. want to remind who this beep, beep, beep. guy is. Oh, whoa. Yeah. yeah uh, you, you weren't ready. He, I was not ready for that. I don't know who that is, but he looks like he would do a sexual harassment. You know, you can't always spot them from their appearance, but in this case, you can. You definitely can. You can. <laughs> so the former GOP lawmaker says he took a bullet for the team by resigning. He insists he's right not to repay $84,000 in taxpayer money he spent on sexual harassment settlements. He ripped the House Ethics Committee for not caring about facts. And here we go. He blames fucktards and the Me Too movement for driving him out of a job. $84,000 in taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. So obviously... Uh, Fucktards is an offensive take on the R word. Yes. Because Republicans know they're not allowed to say the R word anymore. For the most part. I mean, if you're on Twitter, they still say it a lot. Mm-hmm. They love to say libtards. Like, we don't know exactly what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I found it so funny is I thought of the ending of, like, Scooby-Doo. When the villain, like, gets unmasked. He's like, <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you fucktards. <laughs> No. Like, really? Was it our fault or was it the fact that you uh, are a, a sexual harasser and you got caught using taxpayer money to settle it and keep it quiet and the House Ethics Committee finally busted you and they got rid of you or as you phrase it, you took a bullet for the team and resigned. I don't know how long it takes people to be like, where did this $84,000 go? Sexual harassment? What? Like I, I feel like if any money disappears now, that. people should just be like, I bought a lot of rugs. <laughs> the Paul Manafort. Model. Model. And also a few jackets. Just a some rugs jackets. jackets. Only ostrich and python. Only the finest for Blake Farenthold. That's a horrible name. Who does he look like? Okay. Let's brainstorm. Um. <sighs> he looks like Cam from Modern Family. Okay. Little. If he had like a bad comb over mm-hmm. and a dumb little bow tie and dumb little glasses, I think Cam could play him. Okay. All right. Okay. Go with me on this. Sure. Um, do you remember the first Pee Wee Herman movie? Yes. Do you remember um, the like Pee Wee Herman's rival? <laughs> no. In that movie? But keep going. Who like would like get all in his face and be like, I'm stealing your bike. And But they were both played by adults, but they're supposed to be children. Oh, oh I vaguely, I okay. vaguely remember this. So I, I imagine that that kid grew up and wanted to be more like Pee Wee Herman. And then this happened. <gasps> Whoa. What a journey. Yeah. Okay. I, I'd buy that. Yeah. I would like buy that. Your childhood friend who hated you and then wanted to become you. He and single white you. Male you. Oh, that's even scarier. That's what I'm. That's the vibe I'm getting. But also, he looks like a villain in a children's movie. Like uh, children's fully, movie. he fully does. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, and please follow Charles on Twitter mm-ts, mm-ts. at Charles Rockhill. I love when you do your own techno 
backup music. Uh, and listen to the Dirty Horror podcast. Mm-hmm. Follow them on Twitter as well. Follow us everywhere. Light Trees and News, Light Trees and Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Go to lighttreason.news right now and smash that donate button. Smash it. I saw a lot of you saying you missed Light Trees and News earlier in the week because I was away for wedding festivities. And that's really nice. Imagine a world where there's no Light Treason news ever. I'm out. Isn't that sad? Fully out. Well, the only way I can keep bringing you episodes is if you become a member. So please do that for as little as $5 a month or a one-time donation at lighttreason.news. Also, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Kilkenny. You get all kinds of good content over there. You get bonus podcast episodes of The Window. I'm, I Now that you've mentioned A World Without Light Trees and News, yeah. you know, the, what's what's it called? The, um, the Mandela Effect? Yes. What if when Citizen Radio ended, like there was a, a split rip, and there's some people <gasps> in another dimension now living without light trees and oh, news. Oh, no. They're on another timeline. <gasps> that's so sad. Also, there's, that's not the Mandela Effect. No, it's not. <laughs> The Mandela effect is when you're convinced that something like a cultural event happened that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Like the Berenstein or the yeah. Berenstein. Or uh, Shazam. Shazam or Kazam, whatever you want. Yeah. Kazam. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's a timeline where Shazam is real and there's a timeline <gasps> where Kazam oh, is real. Oh, I see. I see. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Or the Berenstein or the Baron. What's the other? Berstain. Yeah. Berenstain. I, yeah. There was. I there, fully still reject that to this day. I, yes. Specifically the Berenstein Bears. Yeah. Specifically that one. And That's I'm bullshit. Like, don't show me the actual book to no. show I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. I just reject that reality. But guys, please support the show so you don't have to live Sorry. in that terrible alternate reality where Light Trees and News never existed. You would just be driving listeners to silence right now, right? Because you don't listen to other podcasts. Ever. I reject that reality as well. <laughs> uh, if you go sign up at my Patreon at $5 a month, you get to send questions that will answer on Light Trees and News. I got to have you and Chris on so you can answer that question. Yeah. That we got. Uh, $10 a month, you get to do the online hangouts with us. $50 a month, you get a handwritten letter from me and all of that other good, good content. In addition to all my writing that's up at Patreon. Yeah, guys, it's a good time. So please go do that. Thank you so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. Bye.